You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. everyone to the latest and greatest edition of the AntsMarching.org podcast. After some uh, traditional technical problems, we are started. The good kids over at Ants Plus are watching along with us uh, right this very second, staring at a videotape of my bed, which is awkward, but that's beside the point. And uh, Kevin's here. Say hello, Kevin. Yo, yo, yo. And also we have Joe M. in his house. Joe M., say hello. Hello. Yes. How you like that? We got three people. It's actually working. Unbelievable. Well, now we can only see your bed. Ustream has decided that the co-host feature does not exist, so the lovely Kevin or myself are not visible online. Yes, and to uh, accommodate, I am um, actually standing up. Not I'm not sitting down comfortably like you guys are. I'm standing up and leaning toward a microphone trying to get my volume set as uh, best. Anyway, uh, in case you missed it, I guess there's some news going on with the Dave Matthews Band. Um, apparently there's a new album coming out. That's the uh, that's the rumor. Is that true? Interesting. It's the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> exactly, yes. So the new album's coming out. Uh, Steve Lillywhite is the producer. Joe, give us an idea of what the... Um, what your personal feeling is knowing that Steve Lillywhite, the savior of the band, is now back and producing for DMB. You know, my, my opinion is very is very business, and that's how it's always been. When when you've asked for my opinion on, on these podcasts, uh, I, I look at it from, I, I always feel like the, the motivation is more business than art, but I, I hope it's not, that's not the case. I hope that the reason for going for it with Steve is for, artistic reasons and that he can bring something out of the band that uh, that we haven't had or some take it to the next level. Uh, it's going to be interesting based on where the band has gone with these last albums, pretty much since Steve, um, and now going back to that, if, if, if they're going to kind of continue this progression that they're on or they're going to try to make a drastic change. Um, I, but I, in my opinion, I think it, it's a uh, it's a little bit of marketing, a little bit of business. But I'm excited to hear what happens. And Kevin, you know, I I wish I could one day learn what these guys are thinking. Um, it has the potential to be amazing. Um, but as we all know, we we in the community can tend to get our hopes up so high especially following the last album that they produced together, that it could be an ultimate disaster. But um, I guess depending on where all the guys' heads at, heads are at and, you know, what we can make out of it, it, it could be great. From, from the little things that I've been hearing, it sounds like it's going to be great. You know, it, that's interesting that you say that, too, because the little that we've been hearing, and that seems to be sort of the, the trend for the last three albums, actually, where the information coming out has been close to nil. Um, there's been some little leaks here and there, nothing major to write home about, but I, I guess that's sort of the plan is just to kind of keep things, and I, and I really can't blame them after what happened in, in 2000 with all the, um, all the leaks from the, you know, Lily White sessions, obviously. So it makes sense that they would do that, but I guess no news is good news, right? I mean, in theory... Most definitely. Um, that's 
it, it's much more low key than even Big Whiskey was, even in the community. I think. Um, I, I think there was such a huge outroar when Big Whiskey got announced that. You know, everybody lost their minds. Now it seems as if people are waiting a little bit more patiently for this album. I think I I think we've learned the um <laughs> on how big the uh, the lockdown goes and um, that we have no choice but to wait and then we'll, we will get our little tidbits of information and we'll get our little bit leaks but for the most part um, we will have to wait and see. Do you think it's more of fans? especially the kind that would be listening to us talk right now, are more nervous about Lily White because of what happened in the past, and that's kind of keeping everybody kind of in check about it, especially with the dearth of information that has uh, appeared so far? Here, here's, here's one of my ideas. I think that one of the great things about a new album coming out is that some really good we can get some really good music but then one of the bad parts of one of the new album coming out is that we could not get some really good music it could actually be kind of bad music and knowing that in, you know, a lot of times that's what we're going to end up hearing a lot of in the near term the near term and i think people have been pretty happy with caravan set lists and set lists prior to the caravan that people are in a kind of a good place and they're kind of almost afraid of what might new might be might be coming that that maybe they don't maybe they don't want almost yeah that makes sense i i hadn't even looked at it that way until you said it joe but it, that's a very to me that's actually how i feel and i didn't know it until you said it so i will give you a big kiss next time i see you uh, <laughs> Wonderful. It, it's very true. I was, I, I loved Big Whiskey, and I liked what the songs had developed into live. And it can actually be a little disconcerting knowing that we're about to go through another whole line of live shows, and you know, six or seven of them are going to be new stuff at almost each show we go to for a while. I wonder if it's it's both of you making good points there. I wonder if because overall Big Whiskey was received so well that that's why a, a lot of especially me, hold 2009, 2010, and 2011 in, in such high regard as far as tours go. So I, I guess, uh, I, know, I know, Joe, you're a big fan of that first show. I, I guess the first show is really going to set the tone for the rest of the tour, wouldn't you think? I would think so. It, that's where we find out a lot, and kind of what the bands got up their sleeves. Now they don't always, you know, they don't always go completely at all out on, in the beginning. And and if past tours are any indication, um, one night stands, if you want to call them, or you know, not um, uh, dual dual night stands, uh, actually have traditionally been bringing in some of the unique shows and some of the some of the rarities. Um, and so while uh, the openers are going to be a good indication, so are some of these kind of um, one-off shows where they hit a, hit, a, hit a city just for one night, sometimes in the middle of the week, will be an in, uh, kind of an indication. I guess I'm also curious, of the Lily White uh, albums, Jake, maybe you can educate me, um, were all of the Lily White albums road tested? Uh, no, um, not exactly. I mean... Obviously, the first album was all stuff that was already played before, Under the Table and Dreaming. Crash actually was pretty much road-tested, but 
that was road tested a lot in studio. Like, too much didn't start to get played until they were actually in studio. They played it the first time in Woodstock uh, at a little benefit concert they played. They took a break from recording. And then too much was played a few times uh, during the Dave and Tim tour of 1996. So that was prior to the release of Crash. Before These Crowded Streets was really the album that had a lot of brand new stuff that was not road tested and played before. And this is something we've talked about in Ants Plus and also on the website, um, is that a lot of people don't realize that when before These Crowded Streets first came out, it was really not that well received by the quote-unquote internet crowd of 1998. And there was a lot of people that were not happy with the way it sounded. And I think that that's shocking to a lot of people to even imagine that. But, I mean, like we did our, our top 50 list at, at Ants for the, the best songs out there, and Stone won. And Stone was actually probably the least popular song when it first came out. So kind of keep that in mind as the new album gets released and they start to play the stuff live because songs are all going to change and evolve a little bit as they're played live. You can go back to Big Whiskey and just hear the changes that songs have gone through and still went through in 2011. So songs are going to mature along and, and then obviously because most of them aren't going to be road tested, um, that's going to factor in. Which also brings me to my next point, which I'll ask both of you. And Kevin, start us off with this. What is your personal opinion on a song that you've heard before being on the album? Would you rather hear some all new tracks or would you like to hear a couple things that we've heard before? Well, uh, it depends on what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, I, I think three of my top ten Dave songs are songs that aren't even on an album. Uh, so, you know, shit, you rework JTR or Sweet Up and Down, I'm, I'm fine. You start mixing in A Dream So Real or can't stop we're going um two different ways here you know well you know my feeling on a dream so real so i will i will pass on that i can't <laughs> stop i'll agree with you but i actually like a dream so real uh, quite i know a bit. i know i had to throw that in that yeah. and i i had seen people whining about it on the boards but uh, a, a dream so real i'd probably more so enjoy on an album than opening a show anyways but I agree with you, Joe. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I, an album's gotta gotta be in these in these days gotta be new new songs. The album is so rare when it comes around uh, that we get it we get new get a, a chance for new songs to be you know produced in the studio. Uh, and it seems almost like when you get a song that was been played a lot or you know it already exists that um, you're not getting the, you're not getting your full price. You're not getting a, a, chan a chance for a new song to, to be born and to hear it in the studio. And I think, you know, maybe my opinion for that is um, some of the stuff that's kind of gone through that, that transition, then ben, ben played live, then turned into a studio song, I don't know that I've been impressed by any of those. I think that it's awesome to have a great-sounding studio track of it, but... Um, I, I feel like that's all it was. It didn't take it to the next level, and it's almost like a lost song or a lost opportunity. When we when albums are so rare these days, it takes you know many years to get another album. So I, I think albums got to be fresh songs. I see your point. Um, you know, I, part of me 
is would 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 feel a little bad that like a song like like Shotgun, for example. Like I just think that's a really good song, and I think that it has a lot of potential for studio. Like a song like that, it's never been recorded. Well, it's never been released, at least. Um, uh, and a studio session. I would like to see a, a song like that, but I, I get what you're saying, especially like let's take for example Joyride, which appeared on the um, on the bonus disc back for Stand Up. I actually mm -hmm. liked that studio cut of it, but Joyride is such a live song that just kind of really that's where it gets its body. I think that's that's a good example of a song that that was good in studio, but really didn't get to that point in the, in uh, what it was live. I agree. There's a lot of songs like that. But, uh, so, you know, we don't really know anything, what it's going to be. You know, a lot of speculation, some, you know, rumors floating around, some that are complete bunk and some that are probably dead on. Um, but it's probably okay like that. And I, I guess we're all okay because we're all kind of nervous and we're just kind of afraid of, uh, of what it's going to be or what it could, what it could end up being. But I, I think that overall, um, that the anticipation for a full, summer tour might actually eclipse the studio. Do you think so, Joe? It, it is right now, uh, uh, only because I don't know. that We haven't gotten anything to get excited about the studio. I, if you remember back, well, back in the day, we used to have websites dedicated to the studio experience and getting little teasers and things to keep you interested in it and always going on. And... and um, you know, DMB was one of these prime players in, I, I don't even know what it's called, because it's, I, to, to my knowledge, it's not a big, big uh, being used a lot. It, iTunes has some kind of music community, I think, built into it. Uh, may, maybe people that use iTunes more uh, know what it is. Uh, but then there's the Facebook social community and, and other places, and, and we think, oh, you know, they have all these methods to get content out and keep us interested and keep us tagged in. And, and um and I haven't really done that, so the album kind of just is going to be a, a surprise, and it'll come, and then we'll get excited about it. But right now, everyone's pl you know planning their summer and excited about hanging out with friends, doing some tailgating, doing some dancing, doing some drinking. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just turned my light switch on, dude. <laughs> that just that just made me very happy just hearing you say that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, and I think that's what that's what we have to get excited about. That, that we have those those memories, and and we don't have as much with the album to get excited about right now. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, and that's that's a, a a good point there about the not knowing what it is, and then also I think that you know a lot of people, a lot of people that we know, a lot of us that are talking right now get a lot more excited for the live shows than we do for the studio stuff anyway. The album is just a conduit to get more songs played live. So I, I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of us right now are just like, okay, we need to have some shows and have some tour and have it hit immediately. Yep. Do you think, I was thinking about this the other day, is there a need to put the new album out on CD? I feel like you get it should just be vinyl and digital. I, I don't see the purpose for a CD release. Well, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, I'll 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 buy it obviously, and, and I'll listen to it once, and then I'll never listen to it again, or I'll rip the songs out that I want and put them on my my Google Music. Um, listen to it on my phone. I mean, that's basically the way I do things now. 
I agree with you. The thing I would really like, and I know there's a lot of people on the boards that are really big fans of this, is I would love that that high, I, I, I can't think of the name of it right now, but that's that high quality um, recording. It's like the full surround sound version of it. It's like HD audio or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, HD audio. There's a lot of different versions. Flack, um, and... Um, no, I mean like the really, I mean the stuff that sounds like surround sound. It sounds like a freaking concert. Oh yeah, I mean I, I remember the super audio CDs or something like that they used to they used to have. But yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, where it's um, we get much more in, um, in-depth recording, high fidelity recordings from the studio. You know, where we, each where it's essentially each track, each recording has, is like its own CD for the most part. And yeah, you can watch listen to it in surround sound, surround sound, or of course with some pretty. Nice stereo equipment. I would love. I would love for that. That would be awesome. You know, I think they did that for um, Bartender back uh, on um, on the Buses stuff album. I think there's a release of that. I'm pretty sure there is. So I, you know, they've done it once. I, you know, I, I don't know what the demand is it for it, but you know, like you know, geeks like us would love it. But I don't know if anybody else would. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Do, do they make? Uh, um, you know, they they got. Um, High definition DVDs now, right? Uh, you know, and we and they can take that and use it for audio. Yeah, it's like a Blu-ray recording or something like that. Well, Kevin, I mean, what do your what do you think, Kevin? What what would you rather have? Would you rather have vinyl or would you rather have a Blu-ray recording of the new album? Um, I said probably a Blu-ray recording. I don't I don't know. I. I'm such a I'm so clumsy and I don't take care of things well that I think purchasing you know a more expensive product in a vinyl I think I'd just ruin it. <laughs> I you know I I don't know I, but I don't think I could take care of it. I think it's a great idea and the hardcore fans you know just salivate over it all the time. Me personally I won't purchase a vinyl recording. I I. I I'd ruin it. I'm, I'm not a vinyl guy myself. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there. Joe, do you have any of the vinyl? Are you the vinyl guy, or was it Matt? I, I have the vinyl. Matt also has the vinyl. Um, but, yeah, I have. I, I don't. I used to have more across different artists. Actually, uh, recently gave a lot of it up. Um, re-gifted it <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> um but I have retained my David Gray and Dave Matthews Band vinyls. Uh, still have my receipt from purchasing before these Crowded Streets vinyl for $30. Uh, I, I feel like the receipt is more valuable than, than the album based on the prices they're going on these days. <laughs> that's, that's too funny. Well, to uh, digress back to the tour, which we kind of got in and out of. Um, so obviously we're all looking forward to the tour. Um, let's kind of go around the room, Kevin, what, uh, what songs you really, I mean, songs that have been played before, obviously, not the new stuff, w what would you like to see kind of get into a medium to heavy rotation this year? Maybe two or three songs that you really want to see get played a little bit. Um, you know, I don't, unfortunately for me, I, I tend to be the guy who tends to like the same things. So that being said, a lot of People actually, I don't think. Did you hit any caravans last year, Joe? Yes. Okay. So, Jake, you didn't see a show last year, but you got to see Dave a couple weeks ago. Correct. I haven't seen 
them since Charlottesville a couple years ago. So you can play, you can almost play stand-up from beginning to end, and I'll be happy just to be out there, see my old friends, and just have a ball for a week. Um, but that being said, after I heard Spoon in Seville, I want to hear that all the time. It was so great. Pick the Stone. Um, you give me those three songs and the four shows I'm going to see this year, I'll be fine. Joe? And Gray Street. Oh, but. no. Sure. Throw in an extra one. Anything else? He's still thinking. Joe, what songs do you want to hear this summer? Um, you know what? I want. I, I, I go for. I go the probably the opposite. I like the variety. Um, so I, I kind of want some things that they are gonna rehash, um, pull back. You know, maybe some old takes uh, of some old songs. I still miss um, Dave um, ripping out some acoustic kind of solo stuff. So in, in short, Joe, uh, basically you just want to hear some variety. That's really what you're going for. You're the variety guy as opposed to what would be me, and that would be like song chasing still. Because there's cool. always songs out there. Like, like I, for some reason, I've never seen Kit Kat Jam live because I don't think he's ever played it in Florida. And... I'm a big fan of the song, and that's just one of those songs that personally I just want to hear. just want to get it out of the freaking way. But, you know, I, there's, some, there's some songs out there that uh, I think that would go well in, um, in, in more of a uh, medium to high rotation. Like Joyride that I mentioned before. Um, I always like that song. I think it plays very well live. I'm, I'm sick of the woos. I wish everybody would stop wooing every time the music freaking stopped. Oh, bah humbug. Wow, people like to have fun. Oh, God. Whatever, take. I know. It's just... It's Get so, off your high horse. It's I so annoying. We're, we're just supposed to do when he ends the song. You're supposed to woo until he plays the next song? I mean, just because oh, yeah. it's silent doesn't mean you have to woo. Throw it away, too. Why not? Oh, God. That's all we need. And, and you know what? Another thing, since I'm on my high horse... Don't bring a freaking beach ball, please. I was we should bring beach balls. God, don't be that guy, please. And you know which guy I'm talking about. Don't be I, him. We know that guy. I know, I know that guy. Don't be him. Okay, please. I just, it just drives me nuts. It's nothing more annoying than everybody around there. You know, Dave's, you know, the whole <laughs> band's like in the middle of a jam and there's a freaking beach ball flying by. I swear. I popped so many in, what was that, 2009? Yeah, I think so. That, when they when he teased beach ball, uh, oh, the old beach ball campaign. Oh, God, please. No. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him. No, yeah, please. That's all we need. Oh, give me a break. That's just my little thing. I just annoys the living daylights would, out of me. Would you rather it be beach balls or glow sticks? Oh God, no glow sticks, please. Beach balls with glow sticks inside them. I'm in. <laughs> Beach balls with glow sticks sticking out of them, so we can poke out the bad eyes and um, have them littered all over the place. Get the get the worst of each world there. Oh my god! Any anything but that. I mean, really, glow sticks are like. I have this mental image in my head. I've never actually been to the gorge. I know both of you guys have been there before, but I just have this picture in my head that all the gorge is is glow sticks. It's all oh, it is. Oh. It's just twenty thousand people with glow sticks. 
It, it, it has spread beyond the gorge. Uh, I think nearly every caravan show last year had tons of glow sticks, and I think um, I, I fear that it's going to bleed into um, the full tour this year. God, I, I'm convinced that they are the spawn of Satan. I really just, you know, it just it's pointless. Uh, they had, I remember going to a show in Tampa in 2000, uh, over at the Ice Palace, and they had glowing cups, which was the, I mean, the dumbest idea I've ever heard of in my whole entire life. Glowing I mean, cups? Like glowing like solo cups? Glowing like plastic cups that you could be up in the rafters and chuck them down to the floor so it looked really cool when they were flying through the air. I mean, the Encore, I mean, it looked like Beirut. I mean, it was just <laughs> cups flying everywhere. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That was the strangest concert I've ever been to in my whole entire life. It was so bizarre. What about, what about the um, the uh, the glow stick snake from the gorge at the uh, end of? Jeez, uh, was that what year? Well, I guess that was last year, right? 2011. The uh, webcast. Oh the, yeah. The glow stick snake that wrapped all the way from the top of the lawn down to the uh, down to the stage and then back up. Uh. I guess that was all right. I mean, it looked good on TV, but, you know, I'm a TV guy, so that's just my opinion on that. Which, by the way, you know, I don't know if they're going to do those again, but I, I really enjoyed the webcast. I thought that was a lot of fun, especially over a holiday weekend. I thought that was great, and, and I stayed up and watched pretty much every show except for Saturday night. But, you know, that's college football was on that day, so I mean, it's amazing I made it to 11 o'clock. But besides that, I thought they were a lot of fun. I would love for them to do something like that again. I mean, they pulled that together in how much time? The reason I ask that is percentage chance that they would, uh, that they would be, you know, would they pull it together probably for an opener? Probably not. They, 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 it's probably better for a, for an end of tour thing, so they don't, you know, people still buy tickets and go to shows. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see it for. A, a big venue show that is going to be sold out. You know, I mean. Oh, so you mean Red Rocks this year? Yeah, yeah. If they did something like that. Boom, roasted. Yeah, it could be. That could be possible. I, I'd still go to Red Rocks. I'd like to go to Red Rocks. It's a heck of a drive, but you know, what the heck? Nobody drives it. Oh, now <laughs> I gotta fly there now. Oh, yeah. Give me a break. It's so hot though. Up, Jake. Come on. You, you know, the problem with flying to Colorado is you actually don't descend when you land, you ascend. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's the craziest freaking place on the face of the earth. It's just bizarre. But it is, I, I think it would be great. I mean, that might be a place, especially Red Rocks, and to play into that rumor, because there are rumors flying around about a tour continuing in, in the fall. And, you know, I get emails every single day from people telling me, yes, it's on, and no, it's not. But, you know, we still got the summer to make it through. But, I mean, I could see a place like that where it's a small venue, 15000 They're going to sell it out completely. There's a big interest for it. So that would make perfect sense for a place like Red Rocks. Or uh, an album release concert. Remember, they've, they've done that um, last two times or just last one time? They only did the release for Big Whiskey. The, the album before that, they did the webcast from West Palm for Stand Up. No, they did, no, you, they did the webcast from Stand Up. That was in 2006. 
2005, they did um, the stand-up release party from Beacon, Beacon Theater. It was Beacon, and then what was uh, Roseland? Roseland was where, didn't you go to that with, um... I went to Beacon, but I didn't go to Roseland. Yeah, they, they did a they did a stream of stand up that released. That's where the crowd uh, sang um, the Wise yeah. Men Say outro. Yep. That's wow. Two thousand five. Oh. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you That's, Joe, was, you you ran into uh, Bob, our uh, our moderator, didn't you? At uh, Beacon or which one? The one in two thousand nine. Boy, oh. you were drunk that night. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Exactly. You know it's a good night when Joe doesn't remember a thing. I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, that pl was I'm playing the years backwards, and it takes me a while to get to 2009 because I got to go through 11, I got to go through 10, and, I, and by that by the time I'm starting to get to nine, I'm, it's getting a little. Well, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Speaking of uh, things that are rare to be seen, such as a album release party, uh, Kevin mentioned it uh, before. I actually had an opportunity to go see Dave play solo down in Palm Beach um, about a month ago or so, if you're listening to this close to when we're recording it. And uh, Dave also played in Los Angeles not too long ago. Dave will play these um, solo shows throughout, usually maybe twice a year or so. And uh, they're actually really cool. The tickets are not cheap. They're usually fundraisers, so keep that in mind. But if you ever do have an opportunity to go see them and you feel like paying the money and it's a cause you want to support, I highly, highly recommend it because it's just such a different vibe of the live shows. It's just It was really cool. It was just a neat thing to see. Um, I'm really glad I was able to go see it. Um, and it's just it's so weird to be, you know, basically railed, you know, two feet away from Dave without a rail. Yeah, it, it, that's awesome. And I haven't been able to talk to you much about um, you and Spicy getting to go to that show. But I did watch a couple of the YouTubes from the Los Angeles show. And A, it didn't look like anybody was there. And the people that were there were like famous actors and actresses, like just rocking out. Like, the, if, I don't know if any of you guys saw that YouTube video um, of any of the songs he played, but the chick from Avatar is standing in the middle, front row, just jamming her ass off. That's really cool. I, I wouldn't know the girl from Avatar if she were on this podcast right now, but unless she's blue, then I might be able to pick her out. But... Uh, that, I mean, that's 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 neat, you know, things like that where, you know, celebrities, quote-unquote, are actually there enjoying the show. And actually, the L.A. crowd, the video I saw was actually from the guy uh, who does, does The Shield. He was the one that videotaped that. Um, his video looked pretty crowded. I mean, there was probably, at the Palm Beach show, maybe 100 people that were right up front, and then there were another three or 400 people within the... Uh, within the place. Just when, when Dave actually came on, they kind of released the, the front stage area to have people stand up there. So, I mean, uh -huh. we were literally, you know, that close. There were a bunch of people still sitting down, but it was, it was a neat thing. And Jack Nicholas, or Jack Nicholas, Nicholas was there, the golfer, not the actor, which for me, that was a big thrill just to see him. I was like, oh my God, Jack Nicholas. I thought that was maybe even cooler than seeing Dave, but don't tell him I said that. Did he seem like he was having a good time? Uh, he just came in to introduce Kelly Slater, um, who was also there. Awesome. And 
that was it. He just came in and left, and, and I didn't see him hanging out or anything like that. But, I mean, he seemed like a real nice guy, and I've heard some really good stories about him, actually. But he's a really, really nice guy. So I was, I was happy to see him. That was a thrill. And Kelly Slater, who's, like, probably the only surfer that most people can name. So that was kind of cool. I thought you were talking about a um, um, Saved by the Bell character. No, that's A.C. Slater, who still had the greatest fight scene ever. It's on YouTube. Find A.C. Slater when A.C. Slater and Zack got into the fight. Oh, it's freaking the bomb. That is the greatest TV fight of all time. Uh, Kevin, you had some uh, things you wanted to bring up as well, I believe, since we've made it through the tour, we've made it through the album. Oh, also I wanted to mention real quick... Um, the latest live tracks came out not too long ago, Live Tracks 21, which is from uh, San Diego, California, 8495, which is a great show, awesome mix. If you have a chance to pick it up, check it out. And there's also um, a DMB Live that's out there, it just came out. It is a Dave and Tim show from 61393 that also sounds pretty dang awesome. So it seems like the um, the DMB Live stuff and the live tracks are picking up uh, with some more releases, which is great. And the last four or five have been really, really good. So hopefully we'll get a few more releases coming out this year um, because they are awesome stuff. I'm sure neither of you have heard them. Yeah, I was going to say you should play it for us when we're done here. <laughs> I'll, see what, I'll see what I can do about that. Um, but anyway, Kevin, you, were, uh, you had some stuff... Uh, some questions or something that came up you saw on, on the Twitter? Well, yeah, you know, there are just a, a, a few people that had some questions about things, and, you know, we've covered a lot of them, um, and I think I've answered some of the questions already that had been asked. Um, but, you know, the general, general questions is, you know, why is the West Coast only getting, what, seven, eight shows this tour? Well, I mean, the, I, I think the truth of the matter is that there's more fans on the East Coast than there are on the West Coast. Um, you know, it, it's not fair, but that's life. I mean, it's it's nothing against the good people of the West Coast, but it, it just seems like there's just more fans. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it. And, uh, I get, you know, Ants, can, Ants is proof of that, too. When we look at show attendance on Ants and, and, and user activity on Ants, it's uh, definitely East Coast-oriented. It's true. I mean, and there's still a lot of fans out there, you know, in, in California and Arizona. And, you know, they get good shows. Actually, Arizona gets a, a lot of good shows out there. Um, California's got some really, really good shows the last couple of years. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, I guess. It's just maybe it's because it's, the states are a little more spread out or something. I don't know. It's weird. You think uh, if, if this uh, whole Red Rocks thing comes to fruition that, It'll be just a, a show that randomly pops up or something that will include, you know, a fall tour I, I, something included or I would I would say that there's probably a very, very good chance of a fall tour. There's a lot of rumors floating around about it. Um, you know, like I said before, you know, we got to make it through the summer first. But I, I think that the, the odds of a summer of a fall tour for an album promotion are pretty pretty high don't you think joe i think pretty high i mean that, that's that seems pretty traditional and seems very business uh yeah smart i agree a of money. 
Well, you know, it's not only that, but you can hit more places that way. You're going to hit some indoor arenas, hit some towns that usually don't get shows. Like, I don't know, like if there was like a town maybe like located in central Florida that had like 23 loading docks now versus one that used to be there, that would be like the perfect place for DMB to stop by and play. Don't you think, Kevin? Why not? It'll get... It'll get a bunch of nerds out there. I know I'll try my hardest to go. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for me. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna go off topic for one quick second because I won't remember because my short-term memory is awful. But I love how DMB management switched up the time difference of Atlanta between Tampa. For years, it's been Atlanta going into Tampa. Now it's Atlanta almost, what, at the beginning of the of the tour. Yeah. And then your Florida swing late in the tour. That gives a, a ton of people extra time to be able to save, you know, 150 175 bucks to make the drive up there and stay and then still be able to hit those three shows later on in the year. I agree with you. Actually, I think the tour is, is really well put together this time I, I mean not that the past happened but i like the like you were saying there's places where people could drive to in a lengthy manner but still you know be able to hit that show not turn around and drive back two days later eight hours to pick up another show i agree with you i, I like that it, it, it's going to give me the opportunity to really make a push for it and all the years that i've gone to you know a lot of shows in one summer i've never been able to do all four of those shows at the same time, so definitely going to push for that. So the fans don't have to do all that crazy driving now? Well, not, not in a the, row. But the crew definitely has, and if you if you jumped onto um, Tour Central and looked at the tour map for the summer 2012 tour, it looks like somebody went had a seizure playing with the Etch-A-Sketch or something because they they jump all over the United States. There's no pattern, and that is what leads to, you know, what you're saying, Kevin, is the, that it ends up working really well because it's not, you know, uh, Wednesday in one city and then Friday, Saturday in, in the neighboring city. They, they jump around a lot and, and have alternating, week, alternating weeks. Well, you know, they had last year off, basically. They could use the driving. Hey, at least gas prices aren't high, and they're really concerned about, you know, the environment, so. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Uh, do we have to, are we going to have to edit that one? <laughs> no, I think we can leave that one in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. So, what else do they have floating around about out there, uh, Kevaru? What about um, any uh, chances of an idea of when the album would release? We know we heard... Some of Steve Lillywhite's um, random tweets talking about uh, leaving Seattle kind of abruptly in a positive way. That's what I got out of it. And then Stefan's kind of uh, random tweets here and there talking about um, what he was listening to and, you know, time to throw it away. Are we close to being done with that album? And is there a possibility we could see a release um, actually sooner than in the past where, you know, they've kind of led up to it. Is there a possibility of them just being like, oh, crap, you know, two months and this bad boy's out? What do you think, Joe? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> uh, I can see that's not fair. Well, I, I think, I think that 
it's going to be similar to stand up. And, and I'm sorry, it's similar to busted stuff. And I say that because it seems like the studio track was about the same length. So I think that the album will probably release more towards summer. And I'm only saying that because I'm basing it on, on, on busted stuff. But that's just my feeling on it. I mean, I could see it being released sooner. I mean, busted stuff did have some stuff done in studio. Like they removed the lyrics from Kit Kat Jam late. Um, which probably pushed it back a little bit. Um, I don't remember what the original release date was for busted stuff, but I know it was not in the middle of the tour. So I, I could see I could see July ish, June ish, July ish, somewhere in there. Now, okay, you guys remember uh, when Big Whiskey was being promoted before the album had released, and they were doing kind of those like secret video drops when you saw like the kids in their early twenties chilling outside of the studio and then going in and listening to the uh, Leroy's intro and then busting out into Shake Me. Yes. Um, when when in proximity to the release date of the album did that happen? Do you, do you have any idea? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because are we, because I'm trying to, because the only shit we've really heard here is Stefan's tweet about that he made it seem like he was listening to something that was probably what they had been recording. I want to say that happened in January, and the album was released, I believe, in April. Um, that sounds about right. So, I mean, if, if we just throw out the date of July, June, which comes before June, May, April, maybe April-ish, we'll start to get a little bit of a push for management? I mean, just based on that, you think? That's what I, I, you know, I, the way it's starting to come up a little bit, I, you know, the tour starts a little bit earlier this year, right? Right. Uh, I, the 18th, the 17th or 18th in Texas, I think, in the Woodlands. So, that's, crap, that's two months, so I, I think we'll start seeing some drops here sooner than later. I can see that. But with these guys, I was seeing what Joe was gonna say, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, yes. I, I, my my theory is is not that aggressive. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, from the business standpoint, the business standpoint is it's gonna happen after the tour, and you ha you have a whole other you 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 get your money for the summer tour. And then you advertise the uh, the new album tour, and you hit these state, the other, you, you hit more locations, you hit the arenas this time as opposed to the out outdoor outdoor venues, and you give it an opportunity for Dave to stop in at all the radio stations and talk about the album um, and, and and promote it. And uh, I don't know, I, I feel like. It, I don't know that it's going to happen the, for the summer. I think it makes more sense to do it, uh, have it released at, at the end of the at the end of the summer. Well, so you're saying summer tour, uh, announce the date like, announce the date of the release before the summer tour, drop it after the summer tour, and then have a fall tour to yep. as an album tour. Yep. Joe, you're not saying that they're not going to play live song new songs this summer are you i kind of i don't i don't know so they haven't hinted at that in in any of the uh tour postings have they no no not at all 
Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, what, what album was that, where we got... <laughs> that was the Lily White Sessions. No, not that <laughs> album. Um, well, we got, we got a, a little hint. Um, I don't think that this is going to be an album-heavy um, tour. You have, you have the album has to be out for that. Uh, and and Dave plays to all audiences, not just as you know, uh, you know, to the people that really follow. It, you're going to get a mixed show, right? And there's no way he's going to play a show with heavy album influence that for an album that's not out yet. He may have done that back in the day, um, but he won't. He won't do that today, or they won't do that today. Um, so that's enough, that's just why I think it will be that this tour will not really be focused at all about mm -hmm. the album. They would be, I feel like, talking it up more, um, though they made that mistake last time, so maybe they learned their lesson, uh, and, and I feel like they would do something separate later. Wow. I... Oh boy, you know, I, I see I see where you're coming from. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I, I think that you might see a situation like Big Whiskey where you might see three or four songs live prior to the album coming out and then all of them coming. Uh, I don't see it being a situation like the Lily White Sessions where they basically play the whole album um, and then not release it, but we don't want to even talk about that. All right, do the streamers have any questions? The streaming plusers? I can't see them, so you have to read them. Yeah, they've been asking. If you want questions, ask again. Cause I can't, I can't see any of them, so you gotta read them. Uh, I heard, I saw one that said something about when they thought the first single would be released, and oh, that that reminds me, Joe. I'm kind of thinking the same thing you are with the whole album thing. Are you, well, possibly. What are you thinking? Maybe they'll play like one or two songs a show, or they'll they'll have one or two songs from the new album they play for the summer. And that's kind of it? When one of which is the single, right? So the single right. traditionally releases a um, month or two, depending on how aggressive they want to be, before the album release. And usually you sometimes time your second signal, single up at the time that you're going to release the album. Um, so, you know, that would play into the summer tour that they play, if they, if they do the single, you know, um, during the tour. The problem with that is, though, is I don't think they would start playing a single live prior to releasing the studio to the radio. I think they'd want to coordinate that to kind of try to stir up interest and buzz. Because um, really, it's all really... And, and I have a theory about what they may do. So last time they had the, the whole listening party thing to, to stir up buzz. And it's all about social stuff now. And they're going to have to do something to try to market it socially and virally or whatever else in a way that whoever can do it the best gets access to it or, or whatnot. But leading back to the single is they're probably not going to start playing the single live before they release the st studio to the radio stations because it won't, it won't, come, it won't happen with any excitement. And really the only reason that D&B singles make it onto the radio these days is because the the D&B fans want to be the first you know first to hear it the hardcore fans um, and and request it at the radio stations and then usually it dies off the radio fairly fast after that 
Um, and so I don't. I think if they really started playing it live, we they wouldn't even get that demand for it to be played on the on the radio when it was first released. So, you know, that means that it would ha- it would have to be if they're going to do it that way, the single would have to release somewhere in the middle of the tour, and that would mean the beginning shows wouldn't wouldn't be playing wouldn't be playing that song. It's it, it's weird being a, a a band like DMB that we haven't run into this predicament more often um, with how they have to correlate releasing albums, releasing singles because of the fact that they promote taping and sharing their music and playing live. Um, so it, it brings up a good point the way you mentioned that, Joe, that it that it actually can be confusing in, in the release of all that stuff. And we've never really had that issue too much. You know, I, I've heard this before, and I'll, I'll give credit to uh, to Eric from Ants Plus that, that has said it many times. You know, they, they're at the point where if they got a song on this new album that's really good live, they should just release the live version of it and forget about the, the studio version. I mean, this this band is a live band. I mean, they are they are known for producing great live shows. I mean, why even bother? Right? Because a lot of the fans... An extreme amount of fans are still the people that don't go to the shows and just buy the buy the record. So they still have to see whatever's going to sell the most via iTunes download or official releases will, will be most beneficial to them. Because as much as we like to hold on to the fantasy that they're still the band from the early 90s, they've, they still have a, a huge management team that is a great business machine. Yeah, you know, I see your point, but I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think that the quote-unquote average fan, I think that the average fan is much more educated about the band than those of us that hang on on a website even imagine. I, I think that there's a lot of people that really know the band well, know a lot of the songs. They might not have all the releases. They might not know, you know, Deed is done, but they know a lot of the songs. I, I, I think that I, I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, so when you say live, does that imply the song length? Because um, you're only going to get the same two and a half minutes or three minutes or whatever it is these days for I, your song on the radio. And do you like the live because of the jamming or, uh, you know, because. You're not going to get longer versions on the radio because of that. Uh, the B-side album. Just, I don't even know what that is. It's the pipe dream of everybody online that just wants this B-side release of every studio track that's never been recorded. You know, wait for them to be older, you know. Retired and scraping around for money. Exactly. You know, they don't need it now. They really don't. I don't need to hear... I don't need to hear that stuff. That's just me. Um, crazy Easy, Sweet Up and Down, any chances they're on the new album? You know, who the heck? <laughs> Ask Joe. Joe says no, right? I can't divulge that information. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't want to hear it, so I don't want to hear him. Whatever Joe wants on the album. I actually agree with Joe. I, I mean, you know, there's some songs I'd like to hear in a studio, like I said, but I mean, I'm, I'm all for just hearing 
new stuff. It's fine with me. Doesn't break my heart. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I like Crazy Easy. Not a huge fan. I like it more than I like Sugar Well. I know. Crucify me, whatever. But a sweet up and down. I don't know why I've got such a creepy fetish for that song. Even I, I just the beat, I suppose, because the lyrics have never meant shit. But I like. Uh, I actually like the Crazy Easy that's on the Warehouse disc coming out. That is a really, really, really good version. If you haven't seen. Uh, well, if you're in the warehouse, you're going to hear it soon, I guess. They should be shipping pretty soon. But that is a, it's like the longest Crazy Easy also, but it's very, very good lyrically by Dave. All right. What about, um, how about any liberations? Some stuff we haven't talked about, some of the, some songs we haven't heard in a while outside of, you know, what you were talking about earlier, maybe than like a joyride or a cons- more consistent drive-in, drive-out. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be a song I'd like to hear more, Drive In, Drive Out. I think that's a great live song. Also, another song that I've always liked, but it's never really found a niche with the band. What's that? Drive In, Drive Out. You think so? I don't I don't know. I mean... Well, there's never really been a, extru- like, really, um, a really standard to the song. The lyrics have always kind of moved around. Dave's never been extremely fluent as in, you know, remembering and making it technically sound, and it, it always seems to be changing. Well, the song was... More than the others, and disappears more frequently than the others. The song was originally written just to be a jam for Carter, basically. I mean, that right. was back in, in the day. Dave used to speak about that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with the lyrics floating around a lot. That doesn't bother me. Um, I do like the song a lot. I'm very happy that I've heard it a, quite a few times. That's one of the ones I'm big on. Joe, you got anything else you want to add? How many shows are you going to, Joe? Uh, it's, it's up in the air. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll say six right now. Six. Um, Kevin, what do you got? How many shows? Oh, shit. At least... At least three. Um, I will be going for my second attempt at marriage at the end of July, right after the Florida Swing. So, just so we're clear, that's his second attempt to marry the same girl. Same woman. Same woman. Not same his actual beautiful, second marriage. Amazing, crazy woman. If she's still hanging around with me, so. You know, I've, I've said it once. I've said it before. You know, only an act of God, like a hurricane, could let you know that. You know, maybe this was. <laughs> it's funny. I'll make sure. I'll make sure she listens to that. Yeah, maybe I'll edit that part out. So. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how many I'm going to see. I know. I think I'm going to see about four or so. My my career high is five, which is nowhere oh, near you oh, guys. Oh, where would be the fourth? Um, I'll tell you about that when we're done. Uh. So, but yeah, I, I I think four. I guess. Oh, that's right. I for, I, I never mind. Seven for me. Seven. I gotta, I gotta add that one too. Yes. So. Uh, oh, the three of us need to have a serious discussion after this is all over. <laughs> um, and uh, I've, I've had a few, few asks about it. I'm a little bit curious. Go ahead and put it on the record. What's, um, what's up with West Palm for, uh, for this year? Uh, I think uh, I, I'm not at liberty to discuss that as of right this moment. Um, the, the the bottom line is that 
the PGA became unavailable for hotels rooms, um, which kind of throws a kink into things. Um, I don't know how fair it would be to party there and not be able to have rooms there. They have a golf tournament going on there. Um, it's a junior European tournament. I tried to explain to them that Florida is actually not in Europe, but they didn't believe me. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how we're going to work it yet. I think we're going to end up doing quote-unquote something, but it might be completely different and kind of shocking. So we'll just leave it at that for now. How's that? I don't think any more or any less of you after that. Thank you. Thank you very little. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, and just to put it out there one more time, Joe, you will be in West Palm this year. Sure. And Tampa. <laughs> Get me on the record for it. That Let's is good. Don't edit this. Don't edit this, Jake. I'm not. No, 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 no. This is this is a chance for the good people of Florida to come down and see see uh, Joe M one more time. Everyone loves seeing Joe. Joe, you'll be signing autographs again, regardless. Correct. I like how you say one more time, like I'm like I'm going somewhere. This is my this is my farewell tour. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted this enough, and I think we hit everything. Is there anything else you want to add, Joe? I'm good. Excellente, Kevaru, you good? I think I'm pretty good. I think I've you're... got some wine. I've got something else. All right, well, I think that's enough damage for uh, for one day. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Hope everybody enjoyed it. It's always fun. We will um, have we will have a lot of fun editing this. Yes, um, yes, we shall. For those listening, um, a lot has been cut out that you are missing. That is for sure. This is this this will not be airing. Uh, we're we're actually broadcasting this on a Monday, and there is no chance in the world you're going to hear this on any Monday. That's close when I'm done editing it. It's going to take a while. So anyway, all right. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.